What's up, guys? How are you guys doing today? It is a sunny, beautiful day here in Silicon Valley. Blue skies as far as the eye can see. Green leaves, beautiful day. It is feeling awesome. I'm feeling awesome today. Fully energized and awake and ready to go. I hope you guys are feeling great. Um, I was originally planning on releasing an interview today, and my apologies, we had some audio problems, so unfortunately I'm going to have to redo that. So you are um, going to be stuck, unfortunately, just with me today, but the good news is I have a really cool podcast on a subject which I think is really useful to many of you out there. It's really useful to me. It's something that a lot of my friends think about. It's something that a lot of my family members think about. It's something that we're always talking about when we talk about our personal lives and our business lives, but many of us struggle with it. So anyway, what is today's topic and why should you care? Well, today's topic is the topic of personal goals and goal setting. And I'm going to start off with a quote, which you've probably seen on this uh, on the podcast cover of the artwork of today's podcast cover. And that's a really simple but powerful quote, which is simply this. People who don't have goals work for people who do. Right now, let that sink in and and really think about that for a second. People who don't have goals work for people who do. And this is a quote by Tony Robbins, who's obviously you know one of my all time favorites and 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 kind of my idol, uh, somebody that I have followed a lot and listened to a lot and watched a lot of his videos. And there is a lot of truth to what he says, right? And the biggest challenge that many of us have is. You know, maybe we're really good about setting goals at work, right? Maybe at work, whether we work, you know, in a startup or we work in an established company or you work at McDonald's or you work as an accountant or you work as a librarian or whatever you do. When you're at work, you know, typically you you have to set goals, right? Um, you know, you're a librarian. I don't know. Maybe it's, you know, um, you know, setting up a new computer system for the library or maybe it's getting new books, you know, on the shelves, or maybe it's, you know, following up on people who haven't returned books, whatever, right? You know that there are specific things that you have to do. If you're working as a software engineer in a tech company, you know, there might be, um, you know, X number of bugs, you know, in your code that you have to work on debugging, you know, uh, before noon today, or there might be, you know, a new feature and functionality, which, you know, you have to create the specs for, for a you know, a, uh, for a product that you're about to launch, right? Or if you're working as an accountant, maybe, you know, you have to see three clients today and you have to f- close five more clients by the end of the week. The point is most people work with goals in mind, right? And they do that to some, you know, to a greater or less extent relatively well when it comes to their work lives. But when it comes to our personal lives, many of us are just a walking disaster, right? And, and, you know, Every one of us struggles with that. You might have a goal around maybe you want to lose weight. You might have a goal around maybe you um, promise to take your kids to Disneyland, you know, during the summer. You might have a goal around making a job change. You might have a goal around getting a new promotion. You might have a goal around uh, making more money, right? And the reality is that many people struggle because they fail to plan. Right. And, you know, when they fail to plan, you plan to fail. Right. It's it's kind of like that, that kind of same saying. And, you know, if we if we're not kind of organized and we're not focused about how we set goals for ourselves in our personal lives, we can't possibly make any progress. The analogy, one way to think about it is, you know, say that you, you know, you want to go on holiday. Right. You would never go to the airport um, and buy a ticket without a destination. Right. I mean, you just wouldn't do that. First of all, they wouldn't sell you a ticket, you know, if you didn't have a destination in mind. But you would never it would never occur to you to say, okay, I'm just going to go and I'm going to get on a plane and I'm going to see where this plane takes me. Right. I mean, 
how do you know where you would end up and would you even be inspired? And, you know, once you end up there, would you even like it? You would never do that. And so the same thing goes, you know, with our personal lives is the only way that we make progress is we have to set goals for ourselves and we have to set those goals and be rigorous about them. So the next logical question, of course, is, well, great. Thanks a lot, Patrick. Thanks a lot, Bad Mork. How do we do that? Right. Well, you know, we, we use what's called SMART goals. Right. And SMART is an acronym. Uh, and it stands for this. SMART goals stand for specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and timely, right? Specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and timely. And so, you know, before launching into our SMART goals, of course, it's really important for us to really think about, you know, what is it that we want, right? What's, what's important to us? And why do we want that, right? So when you start thinking about the beginning of this acronym, right? When you start thinking about your your SMART goals and you're thinking about specific goals, right? Um, you want to understand kind of like what's involved, right? Where where is where is this specific goal located, right? What resources are involved in doing this, right? So you know, for example, you know, if uh, uh, if I'm a marketing executive and I want to become a head of marketing, you know, a specific goal might be well, you know. For me to become head of marketing, I need to learn a certain number of, of skills, right? I might need to take a class on leadership and management. I might need to take a class on social media because I don't really understand it. And so if I'm going to be managing a social media manager, I need to understand that more deeply. Um, I might need to go out and I might need to interview four or five people who have been uh, head of marketing, head of a marketing team, right? Um, and really understand what being in marketing is all about and, and, and running a team is all about, right? So you want to be as specific as possible because the more specific you are, the easier it is to really understand whether you're making progress on that goal or not, right? Um, the next thing is, of course, measurable, right? Your goals have to be measurable. You have to get to a point where at the end of the day, once you have made some progress, you've been working on things, you know how much progress you've made. You know how much, you know, you still have to have to go, right? So if, for example, if your goal is to drive from San Francisco to Sacramento, well, that's really measurable. You know when you get there, you know the distance, you know there's a couple hundred miles of driving, right? And so therefore, you know your progress, right? But you have to be able to quantify the goal. If you can't quantify it, you can't measure it. And if you can't measure it, you're not going to know whether you're really successful or not, right? Third. It has to be achievable. I think it's fine if we set ourselves stretch goals, right? Maybe you tell yourself, you know, I want to be, uh, my sales goal for this for this quarter is, you know, I want to generate 30% more uh, sales versus, you know, what I did in the same quarter of last year. Um, and that might be a real stretch for you. But if it's so much of a stretch that it's just not achievable, then what's going to happen? Well, you know, you guessed it. You're going to be demotivated. You know, you're going to be a week into working on your goal and you're going to be on the phone and you're going to be on email and you're, you're reaching out to these clients and, you know, you're not making enough progress and you're not closing enough leads. And you're going to be like, why even bother? Right. And so part of the trap that sometimes people set themselves up for is, you know, they, they create goals that are either too easily achieved and therefore, you know, they don't really reap the reward of feeling good about what they've achieved. Or they set themselves stretch goals that are so impossible that they're never going to get there. And so they feel incredibly demotivated. And when you feel demotivated, eventually what happens? Well, you know, you guessed it. You give up, right? Fourth, you know, the goal has to be relevant, right? It, you know, it's all about making sure that these goals really align with what you want to achieve in your personal life, right? So if, for example, my goal is 
you know, to lose 20 pounds. And so I decided that I want to do sports. Uh, and as part of those sports, I'm going to play video games. Well, you know, you might want to, you, you might delude yourself into thinking that, you know, esports is kind of a sport. And so therefore uh, that counts. But really think about that for a second. Is it really relevant? I mean, does playing video games generally involve a lot of physical activity? No. As a former, like, pretty hardcore gamer, I can tell you that video games um, does stimulate the mind. It does a lot of good things for you. It does improve high, you know, hand-eye coordination. It does improve your focus. Um, maybe it improves, you know, your dexterity with your hands and your thumbs. But it sure as hell doesn't kind of get you out of the house. And it sure as hell is not going to help you lose weight, right? If anything, if you're more stationary and less mobile, you're probably actually going to gain weight, right? So make sure the goal is relevant to what you're trying to achieve. And it makes sense in the context of your needs and your personal goals, okay? Um, time bound, right? Again, going back to our sales analogy, if you just tell yourself, well, you know, I'd like to generate a million dollars in sales. Well, that's great. But if you don't kind of like put a date on it, how are you going to know when you succeed? Right. You have to kind of like give yourself a deadline. A deadline is the thing that really pushes us to work harder. It really is the thing that kind of like makes us think that the clock is ticking and that there's not all the time in the world to do this. Right. And, you know, I'll give an example specifically of how I trained for an event that I did this year, a sporting event. Um, and you know how that was obviously time bound, right? So, you know, those, that's, that's what, you know, the SMART acronym stands for, right? And this is why it's so helpful because it really gives you like an easy kind of set of guidelines on how you create these SMART goals and then enables you to start working towards them, right? So specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound, right? So, um, how does this all work, right? Let me give you an example. Right. So this year, back in June, and if you uh, listened to one of my previous podcasts and saw some of my blog posts, you probably noticed that I talked about this. This year, I did the Sequoia Century, right, which is uh, a century ride is, 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 a, is a bicycle ride. It's typically um, 100 miles, although, you know, you can do different century rides where they have like 35 mile, a 60 mile, mile, 60 mile, 65 mile version or a 75 mile version. Um, but usually a century ride is characterized by a hundred miles of bike riding in a single day and generally a fair bit of climbing, right? And, you know, the smaller century rides, you know, start around two or 3000 feet and, you know, some of the harder ones go up to nine, 10, 12,000 feet. Right. And so, um, my goal this year, I set myself a personal goal, uh, which I have kind of on a, on a spreadsheet right in front of me, pinned up on my wall. And I said, this year, I'm going to complete the Sequoia Century Ride, which takes place in June of 2018, and it is 100 miles of bike riding and 10,000 feet of climbing. That was my goal, right? So um, it was it was very specific, right? On the one hand, uh, I wanted to do the Sequoia Century Ride, right? That was that was my goal. It was measurable, right? Clearly, I'm, I was going to have to you know bike ride 100 miles, and I was going to be doing 10,000 feet of climbing. Um, was it achievable? <laughs> a bunch of people thought I was freaking crazy when I said this, including my parents and a lot of my friends back home. Um, yeah, it was achievable for me given my context because I had been riding fairly seriously and consistently for the past four or five years. Um, I had never done a century ride. The most I had ever done was I think 75 miles of riding with maybe 7,000 feet of climbing. So, it was a stretch. It was beyond what I was usually used to. It was definitely hard. Um, and you can hear all about that in my podcast where I talk about the race itself and why I did it and how tough it was. 
Uh, it was definitely the toughest thing that I've done physically. And, you know, at 46 years old, I'm not exactly a spring chicken anymore, although I like to think I am. And I definitely have the heart of an 18 year old at times and, and the maturity, some would argue. Um, but yeah, it was it was achievable. It was going to be a stretch. It definitely taxed me, but it was definitely something that I could do. Um, was it relevant? Yeah, it was really relevant for me because one of my personal aspirations is to stay physically and mentally healthy. Um, you know, I, I live in California. I'm blessed for living in California. And, um, you know, it's something that I've been doing for the past five years. It was really important for me to stay mentally and physically healthy because I've been going through a lot in terms of job transitions the last couple of years. I've been working in startups the last couple of years and doing things that are really taxing and really stressful. So I really wanted to be doing something that was going to help me stay physically and mentally healthy. And I wanted to be doing something which got me outside and got me to leverage kind of the, the beautiful nature that we have around here. Um, and lastly, of course, it was timely, right? Because the race was, you know, in early June. And so I had to be ready by by the time June 6th rolled around. Um, and so from that perspective, you know, it definitely achieved the, the, the criteria set out in the SMART goals, right? So how did I go about doing this? And, you know, this is I'm not going to go into the bike ride itself because, again, that's the subject of another podcast. But I did want to share some tips and tricks that helped me um, because I think one of the things that I always talk about is like once you've created the SMART goals, that's a great first step. But generally speaking, many of us fail to deliver on our goals. And we fail for a, a number of different reasons. And it's not because we don't try. And it's not because we don't care. And it's not because we're lazy, although some of us are. And we need to get off our butts and do stuff. But it's you know, part of the thing that really has helped me in the past. And, and I think I've seen really successful people do this a lot as well, is once you've created your SMART goals, you really have to get out and you have to share those goals with people. Right? So... Think about that for a second and think about the people in your life that you could share your goals with and make yourself accountable to them, right? Because when you're accountable, it's kind of hard to get off the hook, right? It's like the worst thing is when we create goals for ourselves and we kind of keep it to ourselves, you know, we kind of we kind of hug those goals and we keep them close to us and they're our secret. We don't tell anybody well, the problem with that is that since nobody knows, we don't really have anybody that we're accountable to. So if we don't do it, we kind of feel bad about it, but we don't like we're not going to take any shit from anybody else. Right. We're not we're not going to take any crap from anybody because they don't know. We haven't told them. Right. So when you make yourself accountable to others, all of a sudden there's a different level of pressure. Right. So in my case, for example, when I decided I was going to do the century ride, I actually decided I was going to do the century ride two years ago. It was a friend of mine, Paul Bromley, and I, who had been riding together for a number of years. And he told me, hey, you're ready for this. You cannot do this. And initially, I was really apprehensive. I was like, man, that's a lot of climbing. That's a lot of riding. And then when we did it, I started telling people about it. And I was like telling close friends about it. I was telling people in kind of like one of these groups that I'm a member of. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And I put it in my like list of goals. And I wrote it out on this like, you know, sheet that I have where I have all my goals lined up. And I said, I'm going to do this. And then I started talking to my parents about it. Uh, and the more I talked about it, the more um, I think there was a combination of, you know, anxiety and maybe a little bit of apprehension, but also excitement. And also like, wow, I'm really going to do this thing um, all the way until the day of the race. Right. So I was telling people this all the time and that started to make it more and more real. So one of the key things I have for you guys as a, as a strong suggestion is once you define your SMART goals, make sure you share them. Right. Um, the second thing is like some of these goals are really massive. So in my case, you know, 
doing 100 miles, 10,000 feet of climbing, that's an awful lot, right? That's not the kind of thing where you're going to wake up one day and you're going to be like, hey, I'm just going to get on the bike and I'm going to go and do, you know, 10,000 feet of climbing, 100 miles of riding, right? No, normal, sane people don't do this. Uh, and even the pros don't do this. What do they do? They train, right? So they create like a regimen and they say, okay, well, you know, how do I break that into small bite-sized chunks? And that's the key, right? When you're trying to do something and it's a goal and it's hard and it's like really inspirational and important for you, you got to break it down into subgroups and so and sub goals. So for me, for example, you know, I got into this groove where like I get up at 5.30 a.m. in the morning every day. I get on the bike at 6 a.m. every day, except today because my son was sleeping over. But um, I get on the bike at 6 a.m. every day. I go out and I ride 10 miles five days a week. Every single day, I do 50 miles of riding every day, uh, 50 miles of riding every week. And then every other week when I don't have my kids, then I'll do a longer ride. And my longer rides are minimum 25 miles and typically around 30 to 40 miles. And as, get, as I get closer to the race, then a couple of months before the race, I'll do three or four rides that are like 50 plus miles, right? So again, I'm breaking that big, hairy, audacious goal into smaller bite-sized chunks and every day I'm working towards that goal, right? So every day I'm making progress on it. Um, and I have an app, you know, on, on my smartphone called Strava, uh, which you can get on the App Store and on Google Play, which actually um, allows me to record all my rides in real time, right? So all my rides are recorded. And whenever I finish a ride, then it's shared on Facebook to all my contacts and they see that I'm riding, that I'm training, right? So again, I'm keeping myself accountable. I'm continuing to share with other people and I'm breaking my my goal down into bite-sized chunks that I'm working on every day and I'm working on that every week, every month, et cetera. So I'm always making progress, right? And so, you know, if once, you, once you're able to get into that habit, right, I think the science and the psychology behind it is that it takes on average 14 days to get into a new habit. Once you get into that habit, whatever it is, running, biking, doing push-ups, doing martial arts, eating less, um, going out meeting certain friends, hitting on girls, whatever, right? Once you get in that habit where every single day at X time you're doing this thing, it just becomes part of your routine. It becomes part of your life. You just do it automatically, right? Like today I said, okay, at 10 a.m. I'm going to do a podcast. Bam, Friday, 10 a.m. I do a podcast, right? Without fail, right? Sometimes I don't post them at 10 a.m., but anyway, so I get them done. So anyway, um, that's my kind of like uh, tips and tricks around goals, personal goals, goal setting, smart goals, and then some tips on how to go about um, achieving and working on your goals. I hope that is uh, super helpful to you guys. I hope you start, start, you know, get off this podcast and start thinking about your goals. Create those smart goals. Don't forget to share them uh, and, you know, with people around you who are going to hold you accountable. Break those down into bite-sized chunks and create habits around them. And you'll be amazed before you know it at what you're able to achieve, right? Even the smallest steps kind of like keep, you know, moving us forward. And, you know, I've talked about this a lot this week. If you're following me on Facebook, on facebook.com slash Stories, you know, you saw some of my motivational quotes this week. It's all about creating momentum. It's all about creating action. And, you know, as Tony Robbins would say, massive action is what it's all about, right? You've got to get out there every single day. You've got to be doing stuff. You've got to be making progress. But without goals, you're not going to know where you're going. So I hope this was super useful to you guys. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't already, hit that little subscribe button. Um, also, this week was awesome. We hit a new milestone, 1,000 listens, which was cool. So thank you, everybody, for listening into this podcast. 
Uh, an especially big thank you uh, for those of you who are out there sharing these podcasts with other people around you who you think might be able to benefit. That's awesome. That's helpful, right? I always say kind of like give to get. If you give this podcast to other people, you will get good, like magical, mystic karma stuff in return. Um, and if you feel so inclined, you know, uh, feel free to donate to support this podcast, right? I don't charge for this. It's just time that I put into it because I genuinely want to get out and I want to help folks. Um, so you don't have to obviously make a donation, but if you do, it's cool. It's really, really greatly appreciated. And obviously it's really motivating for me. Um, last but not least, there's a lot more cool information, blog posts, videos, and other stuff on career change, marketing, and the wonderful world of startups. You can find that at my blog on www.madmork.com slash blog. And of course you can visit me on Facebook, facebook.com slash madmorkstories, where you're going to get my daily dose of motivational quotes and images. Uh, I'll put, I post all my uh, live events there when I do them and I do interviews and uh, there are uh, always other interesting things going on there. If you're so inclined and if you're ever looking for career coaching, feel free to hit the book now or the apply now buttons and we can always have a conversation around that. In the meantime, hope you have an awesome rest of your day. Hope this was super useful. Get out there and create some kick-ass smart goals and start making it happen. All right, guys? Cool. Thanks again for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day and have a kick-ass weekend. Take care. Bye.